Welcome to season three of Motivate Me. We invite you to travel the 50 states in 90 days as we interview people about their passion. Why? In order to inspire you to live a life that's more exciting or more meaningful. This is Motivate Me, and I'm Lynette Renda. So today we are in Lighthouse Point, Florida, and we are speaking with Glennis Hardgreaves. And Glennis is from? Palm Beach County. <laughs> That's right. And you know what, Glennis, we just spent a good amount of time talking about what exactly your passion is. And I feel like there are so many different compartments that make up who you are, how you got where you are, and what your actual passion is. One of the things that I know that your passion is and this isn't something I said to you, but it's that you're a fighter. And it's as if, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but it's as if you started by fighting for yourself in your life, and I feel your entire life, even things from before we started speaking about, um, but I feel like it's, you know, you have been fighting your entire life not for yourself, for yourself in so many different ways, and somehow that has transpired now for you into fighting for others would you say that's accurate that is exactly like I don't even believe that you just said that well you know I know that you said in your visor says endurance on it and endurance is your real estate company that is correct and we're gonna get to what that means but if if what I got was correct when you were 21 you started a business where you make sure that people who fire in uh, file insurance claims get what they deserve or are due, let's say if their house catches on fire, things like that. And so you started that very young in your life. And you went on from there to, I don't know how many years later after that, you ended up well, struggling with addiction and fighting through that battle. How old were you then when you did that? Okay, so I started in addiction when I was 13 years old and it was basically, to save my life, to save my sanity. I, um, I got to New York at the age of 13. I, I'm from the Dominican Republic, and from the age of two to 13, I was abused in different ways, and it was just a coping mechanism for me. And that lasted until I was 26. And um, the best thing that I have done in my life is come to know the Lord, deliver, set free, it's been 25 years, November 19th, that I've been clean, and it was him. Just a simple prayer. I never went into treatment, rehab, or anything like that. So, that's, And that's a struggle, I mean, because at 13, and then to quit at 26, that's half your life. That is. You know? That is. And you fought through that struggle, and then all of a sudden, what happened when you turned 50? Okay, so when I turned 50... Um, for me, if you say something to me like, you cannot do that, for me, it's like bring it on, it's motivation. So I turned 50 and my son is a power lifter and he owns a supplement store. He was doing a show, um, he owns Total Nutrition and he was doing a show and um, 
I said, man, those women, they're like old like me and they look good. And he said, you can't do that, mom. And I said, you watch me. <laughs> well, just by the looks of you, Glennis, I would say you accomplished that goal, even, even not knowing what competition you ended up uh, entering and what success you had with that. But tell everybody exactly what you did with that. Okay, so this is November and I am 50. And I said to him, I'm gonna compete and his partner um, says, okay, so we're gonna put her in the Ruby competition, which is in September. And he said, she can do it. She has 10 months and my son said, okay, then I'll pay for the training. And you, if you're ready to do it, mom, it's a lot of work, but I will pay. I haven't gotten your gift yet and I will do it. So his friend um, is a trainer, Jordan, and we agree, November. Well, it's gonna be April and I have done nothing. So the clock started ticking and I got really, really nervous and motivated because I'm gonna be half naked in a few months and it's not looking good. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, started training really, really hard following um, my nutrition. I actually hired a woman um, and Drell became my trainer. And um, just, she is amazing. Every day, just trust the process. I had to get up at four in the morning to meet her at the gym at five, lost 30 pounds, gained muscles I never thought I could ever have. and. Um, enter my first competition. And how did that turn out for you? Okay, so I, by the grace of God, got second place and the right to go to national in the Ruby. And then, but my goal, and I am, I'm one of those, I write down my goal and it has to be that, and then I can check it off. So my goal was to win first place. So against my trainer and everybody else, I said, I'm gonna compete in the next show and in two weeks I competed again in the Fort Lauderdale Cup and I got first place and I got again the right to go to nationals and very proud of myself and I was very happy but I was more proud of second and third place. I got second place on open against young girls and third place in um, um, novice and it was against every age so I was more proud of those than my first place and sometimes first place is not what really matters right yes sometimes it's just not so then you took all of this all of yeah. these things and you are helping other people yes so for me competing it is so not about competing it became more like what is it that i'm not doing that i can do um so many things in life are that way. Uh, I was really, really happy to get in the best shape of my life. Um, and I am training to go to nationals and that's exciting. But then I had to look at myself and look and say, what else can I be doing that I'm not doing? And where do I need to push myself? And I hope more than anything, that's what I do for others, is I motivate others to get out of themselves. Because if you would have asked me can you get in that type of training and compete and do all that? I probably would have said, there's no way. But once I took the limits of me and I said, it's all about the process, it's all about consistency, it's all about doing and pushing when you don't feel like doing, 
and then all of a sudden you get results and that's basically what I want to put out there for anybody that you can do it um, the doctors basically another thing that helped me to do that um, the doctors could not figure out what was wrong with me like I had a lot of health issues and I said well if they can't figure it out then I'm gonna train and eat healthy and do all these things and um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with me they said is vertigo is this I mean I, I went through every test you can imagine and once I started eating healthy and exercising I'm I feel good I wake up I'm happy we live in a beautiful state and I get to enjoy that every day now you have traveled through a lot and you continue to keep pulling yourself up and I'm just wondering what kind of challenges you faced because my listeners are going through a lot of things too and you know what I always say to them and you fit this so closely I always say that I'm I'm not the motivational person that it's going to come out and tell them they need to lose 50 pounds that they need to stop a bad habit that they need to I'm just not that's not my goal my goal is to help people live lives that are more exciting and meaningful to enrich their lives and if that's what it takes for them because they say so then they're going to make a plan for themselves and they can do that by listening to what my guests have accomplished so knowing that they're out there and they know what they should be doing mm -hmm. what, what kind of challenges or what's the greatest challenge you think you've had to overcome and how did you do it i think for me the greatest thing was what i told myself so there is about 1500 thoughts that we have every minute and i played a tape in my head that i was not worthy I was not good enough. Um, I was brought up by very abusive um, people. My grandmother was very, very prejudiced. My mom is white, my dad's dark, and I was told every name just because I'm dark. And um, so that mindset ran through my head and I was gonna prove to you that I could do these things. So my biggest challenge was not accomplishing those things because I went out and I did what I thought I could do for myself, um, but then believing that I was worth getting those things. So I fought really hard to um, be able to graduate high school. At 15 and a half, I was out of high school. I got scholarships to go to the best universities in, in New York. And I had all these things because I was a go-getter but then deep down within myself, I always told myself, I wouldn't tell you or anyone else, I'm not worth these things. So I attracted people into my life and I lived life from there. So if I made, you know, $300,000 a year, I was gonna spend 400,000. I was gonna keep myself. And then my biggest challenge was saying, no, wait a minute. I am worth having these things. I worked hard for them. I'm not gonna do that. And it is okay, life happens to all of us. And from that, instead of having that mindset of being a victim, um, I looked at all the good in my life. And I looked at all the good in my life and I have a lot of good in my life. Yes, I have made a lot of bad choices but God has blessed me with a lot of good things. And as I look back, um, I am able to say to myself, it's okay. It, 
I can't help but feel all the lessons that you've learned, the ones that you've taught yourself and the ones that, that the world taught you through all those things that you had no control over. And I say, you know, for, from the ages of two to 13, from the ages of 13 to 26, you know, how you changed the world and impacted the world in such a positive way because you had those experiences. I thank God for those experiences. So people tell me I have been part of leading a, a recovery ministry for many years. Celebrate Recovery totally changed my life on the way I do life. Um, I have been sober for many years, but I had a lot of issues with codependency, although I was sober. And um, having an addiction is being addicted to the drug, the alcohol, the porn, now Facebook and Instagram and all these new addictions that are out there but being codependent is being addicted to that toxic person in our lives and that's what i was and celebrate recovery helped me to see that and once i saw that then i was able to work on myself and become a whole person and because of all those things that i had gone through i was able to help recovering addicts um, Addicts are very difficult people. They will not let you into their space unless you know what that is. And I would say that 90% of the people that I have come in contact with that are addicts is because of abuse, 90% of them. So unless you know what that feels like, it's very difficult to help someone that's there. And for me to say, hey, to someone, you can change your life. I know it hurts and I know what that's like. I was sexually abused by my aunts and my uncles. That's like, it wasn't the neighbor down the street, it was in my own home. And I understand and I relate, but we get to live life from a better place. And because of all that we have gone through, we are able to go and help that woman out there that's selling her body and doing these things for drugs where she feels like that's gonna help her. And maybe what that person needs to do is meditate. And maybe what that person needs to do is pray. And maybe what that person needs to do is work out. I believe that a lot of the solutions of recovering addicts are once you get clear on what it is that has you where you are at and you replace the bad habit with the good one, then there's a lot of hope. And obviously the people that you surround yourself with. So I go into treatment center, I speak to men and women and, and to parents that are not able to deal with their children and how to do life from a different perspective. Tell everybody about what endurance is. Endurance is a, um, it's a real estate brokerage. I have two wonderful partners, Rick and Brandon, and I went to go work for um, Endurance Capital. Endurance Capital is a company that buys, sells, and flips properties. And I became a real estate broker about a year ago. I have been a real estate license for 10 years. And um, we sell the properties that we buy, sell, and flip through Endurance Realty. And I went to go work for him about two years ago so that I can learn how to buy properties at a lower rate to be able to have sober homes for recovering addicts. 
a lot of recovering addicts, they get out of treatment, the insurance runs out and there's no place to go. So I like. So you help them get housing? Yeah, I like to think that we go to work and make an income so that we can give and bless others with what the Lord gives us. So I always felt like you work so that you get to do ministry and help those that cannot help themselves. So what have you learned about yourself through all of this? And I know there's so many things, so many, but what, what rises to the surface for you? For me is that I can start something new. So I have been a public adjuster for 26 years. And for me to go work for someone was the most humbling experience in the world. I had never worked for anybody in my adult life. And for me not to be the boss and have to listen and have to learn and, and come from um, contribution, it was a very difficult thing. I, I interviewed with my now partner and I said, I, I will do anything. I'll pick up your cleaners, I'll clean the office, whatever you need me to do. I just want to learn so that I can help others. And he said, you don't have to do that. Um, I was in his office three months before I even saw a dime. I mean, he never made me an offer or anything. And I will go in and work 60, 70 hours. And my family thought I was cuckoo for cuckoo pups. And I said, no, this is where I believe God has me. And um, so the biggest thing I have learned about me is that I can adjust and I can be flexible and it is okay at 50 to start all over again and follow your passions. Um, I'm a team beach body coach and I started that about a year or so ago at the same time and I never saw myself as someone that could teach others. I have friends um, that I coach online that are all over the world and you know I just they trusted me and I just said to them you know what I there's nothing different about me than there is about you you just have to show up every day and basically what is it that Team Beachbody is it's, it's an accountability group where you say okay this is my food this is my workout I'm doing it and we take a sweaty picture and we show each other kind of like recovery that's why I love it so follow when my dreams, following whatever for that moment God has me doing. Um, that's what I think the most important thing has been to me, that I can do anything that I push myself and follow the process to do. So, you know, I, I always tell my audience they should envision something for themselves, like wear it a little bit and see how it feels right. And then explore if, they, if that's feeling good, they should explore what it would take to actually make it happen and then execute a plan. You know, take that first step and make it happen, like get to the action. What kind of advice would you give my listeners about following or pursuing a passion? So for me, I'm writing a book called Future Graphia, and it's future autobiography. And it is myself from my deathbed this way. And I think that's the most important thing. At the end of your life, what is it that you want to leave behind? What is your legacy? And I had to look at myself. I was in one of the properties that I was um, 
we were flipping. I went into a home and I didn't know it was a pool and it was full of green and it looked like a carpet. I have this beautiful green carpet in my home in, in California all around the pool and I thought it was a rug. Well, I can't swim, although I'm from the islands. And I walked in and it was a 10 foot deep pool and I was drowning. And from there, I said, okay, God, I'm not done. I'm not done, please allow me, allow me to get out. And if you allow me to get out, then I promise I will live the life that you died on that cross to give me. And from there, I started my vision boards and I started everything and planning it all out. And then from that of what I want to leave behind, I started living my life. I said, what is it that I need to do? I need to grow and um, accept your greatness. I got into personal development. That's how I met Chelsea. She was my team leader and I got, I mean, she is an amazing woman an amazing woman the amount of time and love and effort that that woman and patience that that woman had for each and every one of us is incredible and and when you live from there of what i want to do of how i want to help of how i want to bless then it becomes clear i i want you know she could be my daughter and i would tell her i want to grow up and be just like you because the love and dedication and when you have that when you have that i mean even looking at you guys i look at you guys and i go my gosh they have taken three months of their lives to motivate others to motivate that single mom that feels that she cannot do it that drug addict that thinks that that's the answer you know that man that feels like this is all I can do and to be able to come from that and say you know what I can do so much more if I step out of my own fears and my comfort and I stretch myself if I wanna if I can leave one thing I tell my kids all the time I want you to always know that if today was the day for me to go and be with the Lord I want you to remember that God is always faithful and that you can do it. You know, there is a saying, a clamor that says, to think is to create. And I believe that as a man thinks in his heart that he is. I never, you know, I, I never believed the words that were said to me. My grandmother would say to me, you are this, that, and the other. And I would say, I am beautiful. God made me beautiful. And I always lived from that because I believed in God. She was an atheist. And I believed that God had made me beautiful. And as long as I believed that, and as long as I could find one person that believed that I was, that's all I needed. And you have an audience that all they need is you. And then you have three. All they need is you guys. My my guests are are giving my audience exactly yeah. what they need, just like you just did. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I have come to be known as the 50 States in 90 Days Lady, a concept that is unfathomable to most. 
If you would like me to come speak at your event about how to envision, explore, and execute a plan, or how to create a life that is more exciting or more meaningful, you can find me at MotivateMePodcast.com. And the world keeps turning and I just keep moving along. Oh.